0: Hello, welcome to What Theatre Means to Me. My name is Todd Dugan. I'm a musical theatre performer, producer and podcaster. And in this podcast, I chat to actors and creatives about their theatre journeys so far, their career highs and career lows, and what theatre really means to them. In this episode, I chat to my lovely mate, Ryan Carter-Wilson. Ryan and I went to Italia Conti together, and since graduating, Ryan's gone on to be a swing in the Jersey Boys UK tour, and has just finished on Norwegian Cruise Lines in the Choir of Man. We talk about his late coming to theatre when he was 16, his relationship with Rubber Chicken Theatre Company in Dunblane, and we talk a lot about his two jobs so far. So yeah, this is a great episode. You're in for a treat. This is... What Theatre Means To, Ryan Carter-Wilson. Hello, welcome to What Theatre Means To Me. My name is Todd Dugan and I'm joined today by the lovely Ryan Carter-Wilson.
1: Hello, mate. Hello! How I was, are we? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, Tom,
0: mate. I'm really well. I wasn't
1: sure we were starting there or not. I was like, wow, this is, this is a very good introduction. And oh, I was like, oh, thanks. right, we're, we're going. Okay. <laughs> we're here, <laughs> we're here, we're in.
0: Um, oh, man. So the first thing I want to ask you is, what's the first thing you remember seeing at the theatre?
1: The first thing? Okay. Um, the first thing I remember seeing was Mary Poppins in nice london when i was like five i want to uh-huh. say so my mum basically was like when i was really young i think she took me out of school or something and was like uh we're gonna go we're gonna go see a show i was like oh amazing where are we, where are we going she was like well we're going to london and little did i know we were going on the sleeper train so the the night before we get on the sleeper train we go down to london we spent the whole day in london taking me around a, See the sights, I suppose. I can't really remember much of it, which is bad. But um, did that? It
0: was nearly twenty years. So yeah, that's, that's I mean, oh, oh, God, that's terrifying, isn't it? Oh <laughs> God. Anyway, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so she basically took me around London for a little holiday, and then went to see Mary Poppins that evening. So that's the I can kind of remember bits and bobs. Right. I remember seeing. I remember obviously Mary Poppins, the very iconic gal, just like kind of about kind of about the stage. Um, but other than that, I can't remember much. But I've always kind of been around theatre from quite a young age. And I never really thought that theatre was something I'd want to do until, like, I was a good bit older. I came to it when I was, like, 16. But I remember when I was younger, like, my mum took me to see Starlight Express in Edinburgh when it was on tour and stuff like that. Um, I remember, I always remember watching, oh, what's called? The Wizard of Oz. I had that on DVD. And Calamity Jane. My mum used to get me that. I loved Calamity Jane as a kid. So i had like a lot of influences of theater from quite a young age but just yeah. like i never really saw it as something like oh you know what i'm gonna do that that's and interesting it's, it's a really weird one because i think back to it now and go oh wow i actually had quite a lot of influence back then but just didn't realize that it was
0: until so, later on yeah
1: it was more <laughs> like a oh this is a, a good musical film or like oh this is cool to watch rather than actually going i want to do this yeah. you know what i mean it was a, a strange one
0: that's good so what what was the point where you were like i'd quite like to do this as a as a job when... well
1: um <laughs> for me it was like um i always i always like played music from a very young age i was kind of in bands a lot as a as a teenager so i was in a lot of different. I played bass first. That was kind of what I like got into. So I started as a bassist and my uncle gave me like an old beat up bass guitar and it was like, it was ruined. Like all the insides were like ripped out of it and there was like rust on it. And I was like, this is amazing. I sat there like in my room, like rattling away at this, (laughs) this ruined bass guitar until my dad was like, you know what? We should probably get you something that you can actually like plug into an amp or like play without maybe getting tetanus or something like that. That's I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? That sounds great. That would be really, really nice. Idea. So, I think I was twelve when I got my first bass, like my first proper bass. Yeah. Played that. I got bass lessons. Played in a bunch of bands because back around Throm and Dunblane, there wasn't much. Um, what's the term? Wasn't much of a music scene. So like, right, um, okay. the there was a very small pool of musicians. And most of them played guitar or like drums, and things like that. So I was the only bassist in my like, in my like hometown. Yeah. So I ended up playing in every band going. I remember I did a battle of the bands when I was like fourteen, and it was like I was in every band. <laughs> I, was in, I was in every single band. You can't lose. Yeah, I was like, win or lose is going to be okay for me. I just stayed up on stage for like the the whole like hour and a half it went on while everyone else like changed instruments and jumped. I was just there like, well, ready to go whenever you guys are. Um, so I did that and then I started playing started playing guitar and that was kind of where I was like, oh, you know what, I I really like bass, but guitar sounds cool as well. I really want to play yeah. guitar. I kind of got a, my dad got me a guitar for Christmas. I started writing kind of some, some of my own stuff, so did yeah. some songs and things like that. Um, and my granddad in Dunblane, he's always played guitar. He's like very into like his folk music and things like that, rabby Burns and stuff. So he kind of taught me a lot of that. Go like growing up,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and through that, I started writing my own stuff and playing in like little venues around Dunblane. I remember I used to play in a restaurant called what's it called? Um, it was it was called Monterey Jacks, but it closed down now. Um, but through that, that's how I started kind of getting to know theatre because because I did that and because I sang. My best pal Ross back home was like, we should do Greece at the Dunblane Centre because it's happening and it'll be fun. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, maybe not my scene, but I'll give it a go." Yeah. And I went and and I remember uh, we used to help backstage at the Dumblane Centre because that's where they did all the shows. Yeah. Um, with a, a theatre company called Rubber Chicken Theatre, big up Rubber Chicken Theatre. They were my like hometown theatre company, um, and they used to do a bunch of shows. And we basically was like, you know what? I'll go on an audition and see what happens. Give it a shot. Yeah. And I got Danny. I was like, yeah. oh. I'm doing this now, so i need to I need to, I need to do this right <laughs> yeah. um yeah, and I did it was like a show in a week, so that's kind of like one of the things they do there is they you learn a show during throughout the week, and then at the yeah. end you do like three performances as pre perform three performances, performances. <laughs> 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 yeah, um we basically did like a Thursday evening performance, a Friday show, and then like. I think it was like a matinee on the Saturday and an yeah. evening show on the Saturday so it was good you basically just learnt the show did it in that week and ever since then I was like yeah I'm not gonna Hooked. yeah I was like I think this is what I want to do and um my old theatre director Pamela who still runs rubber chicken theater yeah I remember I spoke to her because we did a that I did that first show when I was 16 and I had like two years left of high school before I was had to think about going to uni right So during that time, because they did a lot of shows in a week, we ended up doing like, I don't even know how many shows, but a bunch of shows in that kind of two year period. And every show I did with them. I remember we did Cats, which was, (laughs) There's, there's some photos of me in a cat suit going around the internet. I don't know where they are, but they are there. If anyone wants to go and look for them, <laughs> um, we'll dig them out. The yeah, archives. but I remember we were getting our cat, our cat suits painted to look like cats, and I was in my cat suit being painted, and I was talking to Pamela about, oh, maybe I could go do musical theatre. I was wondering, like, do you have anything? Do you have any idea of, like how I could go do that? Yeah, kind of. And and I remember over that kind of year period, we had a few conversations about it, and it started off. That was the second show I did with her, and she was like, I think you could probably do it at an arm level if you wanted to. I mean, like, it's a tough industry to get into. Obviously, like, as the kind of two years went on, we had a really lovely group of people that were doing the shows. A lot of people my age that were just kind of coming through the ranks and by every show we did, we all kind of got better by doing it, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. So by the time <laughs> we had four or five conversations and each time we had a combo, it'd be like, oh, you know what? you could do a bit of a higher level we could maybe do that and then and they kind of got to the point like oh yeah I think you could definitely go away and do this yeah you could go and train if you wanted to and I think you could you can make your living over it. and she helped me with all my additions and things like that when I went to audition for drama schools Um, I auditioned for quite a few didn't get into many but I got into I got into Italian company so that was good and um, I remember we had to do a, a dance do you remember the dance the, the i yeah. forgot mine oh my god bro in the middle of
0: it <laughs> <court. Alex laughs> oh i had to ask alex jessup and mr solomon to me- let me start again <laughs> <That's a problem. laughs> sorry team uh sorry i gotta go back to the start of that's yeah. so all
1: right it's better than me bro i i can't even remember what i did i think i <laughs> i remember i spoke to i spoke to pamela but i was like i um have to do a dance for this edition and i have to make it on myself and they were like oh okay and a a pal back home called Carice who did the shows as well and now works with Pamela doing, like, costume stuff. She went to go yeah. study costume. She's very good at it. She's very smashing. Yeah. Um But she basically choreographed this dance for me and it was kind of contemporary vibes. But <laughs> Chris did it and it was so, like, elegant. And then I gave it a shot. It's basically me just rolling around the floor. <laughs> 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 trying, to <laughs> trying to salvage something. Oh, bless. Um, but, yeah, it must have... Somehow done it all right on the day, cos it got me in, and then happened. then then we went to Conny, which was a fun one,
0: it was a fun and one.
1: where I met the lovely Todd Dugan, you know it, and a lot of other our very close pals. Yeah, and yeah, Conny was a whirlwind, to be honest. Thinking back to uni,
0: it was. Looking back, it's yeah, it yeah. feels like a a blur. It's it it's
1: like a different. It's like it just feels like a different world. It does. It's like simultaneously feels like it was yesterday and also a million years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? It's really weird. Yeah. It's really strange.
0: But I can't I mean, believe that it's... I've graduated it's for two
1: years now. That's horrifying. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit sick in time. But yeah. we're going to <laughs>
0: move past that move past that. I didn't say that. I didn't say Yeah. That. No, we now. No 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 no. Um, no. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, it's good. So yeah, we did... How did you find Conti? Did you...
1: Did... I... Well... I rather enjoyed Conte. I thought it was I thought it was quite good um that that said it, that's it. I, I thought it was quite good actually I had, I had a smashing well, time there. Spitting, <laughs> um yeah, no I really enjoyed my time at Conte. What was nice about Conte is I felt that it was um from very very much the get go you were able to kind of be your own person, yeah, I don't think they necessarily wanted to put anybody in a in a box. No. Which is nice. Because like I came to Conte with no dance experience and then all of a sudden went from no dance experience to doing like six hours of dance throughout the week. You know, what I mean, doing like three dance classes a day. Like it was a uh, just because I had never danced before didn't mean they were they were gonna be like, Alright, oh, he can't dance. They kinda gave me the opportunity to be yeah. like, Alright, oh, we're still gonna give you these classes and if you wanna yeah. if you wanna you might not be a dancer by the end of it, but if you wanna give it a goal, you can. Which
0: I think is And it gave you that space to really push yourself because yeah. you really you really like proper push yourself and was like i want to i want to do this um oh, thank you bro you, i mean you i actually, tried but because <laughs> you you'd, you'd go home you'd stretch you'd be really sort of focused and
1: hi it's i do think back to it i was like i was so determined in uni and i was so driven and i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna practice tap and i'm gonna be a tap dancer and i'm gonna i'm gonna be flexible and do the splits and stuff and i'm like how the f- Fuck was I so motivated man by... <laughs> think back then yeah. I'm like, God I wish I was as motivated as well back then. It sounds a bit it sounds a bit bad, but like it, I don't know if it was maybe just the fact that it was such a, a bubble of an environment. Yeah. I mean it was it was intense. It was very intense. And I think there was a lot of stuff that the difficulty about going to trauma school, I think, no matter where you go, is it's I feel like it's kinda of like a pressure cooker. You kind of put it under all this stress and like with all these different classes and all these different options to try new things, meet new people, push yourself for all these different elements. Yeah. And when you're young, especially, like I know I'm not necessarily an old man, but I'm twenty three now. When I first went to Conti, I was eighteen. Like, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be you you want to be like perfect from the get go. Yeah. And I think the thing is it's like so many people forget that like you're not gonna just like walk into a dance class or walk into I sing in class and be like okay now I can now I can sing a top C or now I can do three pirouettes like it's it's a gradual thing yeah you kind of need yeah and you're gonna fall on your face a few times mm. in front of a whole class of people mm. and they might laugh but you know what you're gonna get back up and you're gonna keep going <laughs> Like that's the the good thing about Connie I feel like is we had a really lovely group we know really t- lovely year group and
0: everyone was really supportive, yeah. there wasn't any sort of bad blood between no. anyone really. But I
1: think another reason why that was so special is because we had such a a different group. Everybody had different strengths. Yeah. Everybody had different casting as well, yeah. which was really nice because when we went up for like shows in third year and things like that, or when we went up for like, I don't know, summer show for example. Yeah. You might be in for one part with one group of friends or one person that's in your year, whereas yeah. you could be in for another part with a whole entirely different group of people yeah. because your castings were never the same, but they did overlap. if That yeah. makes sense. Like nobody was the same person, and everyone kind of had their own time to. do You get what I mean? Yeah, I, a bit... I do. No, I absolutely Fact do. Yeah, yeah, man. It was a, it was an interesting one. I really enjoyed Conti though, but I feel like drama school is always a tough time because it's so intense.
0: Yeah. And like and like you, said, that's a really nice analogy you said about the pressure cooking. Yeah, I think being put in that environment nine to six, Monday to Friday. Oh God, yeah, it's 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 a lot. it's, with a, it's the a... same group of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a hefty will, time. Yeah, Tempers will fray, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Naturally, because oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: I don't think I spent. I spent most of my time sweaty and like in like ruined clothes, <laughs> looking like a proper like. Mm.
0: I don't even know, like, just just dreadful. I'd be walking down Bobkin High Street to go to Prep looking like the past office workers <laughs> going, I look like... I I, I
1: don't feel very presentable no, right now. I don't. I remember I, I I do remember one day I had to, in second year, I had to start bringing a spare set of socks because my socks <laughs> would get so sodden with, like, sweat. I used to have to go drain them out in the bloody sinks. It was horrendous, oh, eh? and disgusting stuff. Why? Well, might as well just let everyone in the world know that one. I don't have sweaty feet now, just for anyone questioning that one. But anyway, let's move on. Let's it move is. on. Let's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. I love that. So you've, obviously, we've graduated Conti two years ago. Mm. And then you've had a really amazing start to your career so far. Really brilliant. Oh, thank you, bro. So what are your current career highs and lows at the moment? As they things, feel free to, if you don't want to say anything. Oh, no, um, I no, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think highs and lows it's a tough one is it but it's oh man
0: so yeah it's, i think that's quite a tough question because so many of us are still really new to the industry so mm-hmm. it's hard to i know really but.
1: yeah it's um i would say so i've only done two jobs so far and that's i was a swing in jersey boys and i was a i was the romantic in quite a man on ncl cruise lines yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot when I was there. I was like, where did I do that? What, what cruise line did I work for? <laughs> Around the world, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say both of those jobs had highs and lows yeah. um, for different reasons. Um, Jersey Boys was a really interesting one because when I first got it, I found out, I was like, right, I'm going to be covering Frankie, which I was like, okay, <laughs> amazing. And I was so excited to start and to and to do it. And I was covering a bunch of other parts as well. Um, But I only had one first cover, and that was Joe Pesci. And then the rest were basically second covers, and I had one third cover. So there was no real guarantee I was going to get on. Because I was also, I was an off-stage swing. So I spent most of the rehearsal period, I remember walking into the room for the first time, I remember actually walking up to the rehearsal space, absolutely shit-scared. I was so terrified about making the right first impression, oh my God, I'm finally doing this, and like, all this pressure kind of that like built up through uni of being like this is the dream this is what i want to do and it's like it's finally happening it's like don't fuck it up now <laughs> <laughs> um and that first kind of first few months on jersey boys i really struggled because i was just so terrified and so nervous about this new job um and everybody on the job they were all so lovely um but also a lot of seasoned performers people that have Been doing this for a while now, and been some amazing shows and played some amazing roles, and also so lovely and very humble and like welcoming. Yeah, um, but for me, I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) but I spent most of my rehearsal period behind, um, behind a kind of table, watching and learning, um, getting up where I could to obviously, we were taught like the dances and stuff like that, and um, but I spent most of the most of my time kind of watching and observing things, yeah, which was a really nice way to kind of start off in the industry, I'd say, because it gave me the time to watch people that have been doing it for a very long time and kind of go, all right, this is how this happens, this is how you do that, this is how you approach this kind of situation, all that kind of stuff. But I remember our opening night was in Wimbledon, um, close to where I'm staying now, Um, but yeah, it was in the Wimbledon Theatre, or the new Wimbledon Theatre, whatever it's called, Um, and I remember it was opening night and I was sat in my dressing room on my own and the show had just started and I was like, this is so surreal because this is something I've worked so hard to to do and to be able to do and I'm sat in the dressing room now, not doing anything. I'm like, wow. And I was kind of like, am I ever going to get on? Is this, this going to be my life now? <laughs> like, uh, and bless, I, I struggled with it because I didn't put myself out there. I don't think very much at the, the start of Jersey Boys. A lot of people will probably say the same in the cast. Um, I was very in my own shell and very nervous around people, yeah. just because I was kind of in awe about what I was doing and the people I was around. Um, it was only until so we got to Birmingham, and that's where I think that was. I think it was Birmingham where we started our kind of like cover rehearsals, and that was like the second venue in or the third venue in to the tour. Yeah. And as soon as we started doing cover rehearsals, I was like, "Oh man, this is great! This is exactly where I want to be." Because it was like we were on stage, we were um, with the resident director, going through the show, going through the parts that we're covering in a lot of detail, getting a chance to be up on our feet and to kind of act with people and do what we love.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh man, this is, it just kind of took a whole weight off my shoulders. Like, yeah. oh, this is, this is why I'm here. This yeah. is why I'm doing this. And from that point on, I was like, this is great. And I've got I've made so I made so many lovely friends on Jersey Boys that I'm still really close with now. They're honestly it was such a brilliant group and such a brilliant show to do. Um but yeah, I'd say that's probably a very long way around it. That was one of the lows of the start because yeah. it was kinda so intimidating and so terrifying. Yeah. But then one of the highs of that job <laughs> would probably be well, getting swing goal is one, where I, I got to go on for all my parts. Um And I got to go on for Frankie quite a bit, because the lovely Luke Surrey got... He was our alternate on tour. He was an alternate Frankie, so he did two shows a week. And then Michael Pickering, who was our main Frankie, did the rest of the shows. Um, But when Luke Luke got offered town, so he went to town, and then the alternate Frankie part was basically split between me and my pal George Salmon. So he basically got one Frankie show uh, a week each, and that was great for me, because he was also playing Joe Pesci so when he went on for Frankie I also got to go on for Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci. so instantly I was like right I've got two shows a week when I'm definitely on yeah. um, so when I, when I first went on for Frankie I'd say that was probably one of my highs because it was a Saturday night in Glasgow it was last minute I found out in the it was the half hour before the first show I was on for Pesci and in like 20 minutes before the first show starts it was like a, um, a Saturday matinee and then yes. there was a Saturday show in the evening 20 minutes before the show starts, the on and off list gets updated. And I'm like, Ryan Cart wilson on for Frankie tonight. And I just stood there for about five minutes like, oh my God. <laughs> like, in silence. Everyone else in the dressing room was like, i ah, why not? And I'm sat there like, I'm going on for Frankie Valley this evening. <laughs> but it, um, it went really well. And everyone was so supportive. And yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think that's probably, those are probably some highs and lows. Highs and lows about the ship, Ship ship life's an interesting one because you're kind of, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on about no, different bits of balls, do. But, please do, um, please do. The ship life is a really interesting one because we spent um, about, I think it was three weeks to a month in Tampa rehearsing yeah. at the creative studios or whatever it is. It's basically a big studio place in Tampa that um, right. Norwegian have. So we were with a bunch of people in a bunch of different shows um, rehearsing there. And I was with a lovely group of guys, It was nine of us, um, but everybody else other than me and one other guy in the cast, they'd all done the show before.
0: Yeah.
1: So they were kind of like spending their time like coming in, they know all their stuff, they were chilling, they would be able to go out at night and be like, oh yeah, this is great. And I'm sat there like with my, my scripts going, oh my
0: god, <laughs>
1: and I need to learn all these harmonies. Because uh, obviously in choir, because it's nine part harmony all the way through, you don't really leave the stage
0: yeah
1: um so you have to it's not like a normal musical where like oh you have some points where oh i'm not on that scene that's fine or i'm i'm not singing at this bit it's like nope you're on all the time you have to you always have to be present yeah and always, yeah aware of what's kind of happening yeah. um so learning that was a really a really interesting one because it it was kind of like coming into something when everyone else has already kind of been doing it for a while i luckily did it with my friend Norton James who was on Jersey Boys with me. Yes. And we went into the same cast. He went from uh playing Norm to playing the beast in Quieter man right. And he's amazing. He's honestly the best. He's my one of my biggest um he's like a hype man. It's probably the best way to describe it. He's a lovely guy and he honestly he's just got everyone's best interest at heart. He's a he's a gem. Big up to Norton James. <laughs> <laughs> but um so that was nice kind of going into that experience with him, because obviously yeah. we'd spent the year together. Um, anyway, I'm rambling about the ship. I need to talk about ups and lows, whatever the... You know what I mean. A um, high point of the ship, I would say, is you spend a lot of time in close proximity with everybody. So yeah. we were on the ship doing Quite a Man, and the other show on the ship was uh, Kinky Boots. So we had a really, really diverse group on the ship, and the kind of that that kind of first few months they sadly left the ship in like just after christmas um but that first few months when we were all together um
0: was just amazing
1: you got such support from not only like your castmates but also the audience as well because you had a whole group of people that were like your best pals watching you every night yeah as, and the, the other thing about quite a Man is you get a lot of audience interaction so you got to meet a whole bunch of different people from all over the world it was just a really really positive time and a really 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 nice time felt like a big family if that makes sense yeah. <laughs> a low point on the ship for me oh so i was singing the of uh, a very high line in the show <laughs> um, and my voice was holding out the entire way through i was like you know what this is i think i'm doing well here this is this is this is okay i really like this show i could sing this any day of the week the stuff and i was kind of like you know what yeah this is... I'm good at this. I can do this. Yeah, I can do this forever. This is this is great. This is amazing. Bigging myself up in my head, basically. And then um, there's this one number we do, Chandelier, and at the end, it's uh, <laughs> it's just the romantic and he does this kind of high note and just finishes off the song on his own. And it kind of all goes dark. And it's a big moment and everyone's like, oh my God, that was amazing because nine guys singing a nine-part harmony completely unaccompanied. It was always a really big emotional part of the show for all of us because it's just... Ah, great. (laughs) This one night, I'm going to do the heart. I don't know if I could do it for you now, but I did like, doesn't exist like it doesn't exist. (laughs) And and the lights go dark. And I'm sat there on stage. I could see all the guys looking at me and I could see all the audience looking at me. The lights come back up and I'm like, I fucked it team. I absolutely (laughs) fucked it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Honestly, oh it was one of the funniest moments I've ever had on stage. I was I was laughing till the end of the show. Everyone was looking at me and I was just pissing myself because I was like, you know what? I've yeah, you gotta laugh about these yes. things. It was it was definitely something I needed as well because it was like, maybe I've gotten a bit big too sorry, maybe I've got an a bit too big for my boots here. And maybe just need to like humble myself a little bit. <laughs> so yeah that was probably a, a little one but yeah no sorry that was oh, a rambling on a bit no, question honestly
0: but... mate well, it wasn't a ramble at all yeah bless you um so obviously now you're um you've finished the ship and everything mm-hmm. and you've still got this amazing career ahead of you have you got any advice for performers who are um at drama school now or people who are in the industry like us or people that are wanting to get into performing any mm. pearls of wisdom for people um
1: i would say another a great question i have to say there's a smashed one um Thank you, a very difficult one but a good one <laughs> um pearls of wisdom i would say it, it sounds a bit bad but just it's very easy to overthink things and it's very easy to kind of go i i need to be the best I need to I need to excel at everything I do and that comes in that can be in every sense whether that's like I want to be bit, the best singer I want to be the best dancer I want to be the best actor I wanna network the best of people I want to be in every show I want to be known I want all these things to happen yeah um I think sometimes you just need to remember like it's okay to to just do your best I mean as long as you're as long as you're working hard. You're putting the time and effort into it just trust that yeah you know what i mean um don't be too hard on yourself i think that's the best way to put it and also be open to trying new things um like for example i know when (laughs) a great example is actually when i first came to college i had never danced before i remember speaking to you a lot i think this is another reason why we got on so well we've got became so close because (laughs) we'd be be doing ballet and i'd be like todd we do this bit like Or <laughs> like, don't go in front of me for this <laughs> like You push me Yeah, like you're <laughs> gonna be going in front of me for this part where we go across the floor. Thank you very much. I will be copying every movie make, thank you. Um but like this is the thing, like just just give it your best shot.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think it's it's just about trusting that doing the best you can do in that moment is anyone can ever ask of you. Yeah. So as long as you're trying hard, as long as you're passionate about it, as long as you're you're trying to. Your best is enough. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Your best is absolutely enough. You are enough.
0: Yeah. You are
1: enough. I am. <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am <cannot>. <laughs> 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 Yeah. that's, no, that's really
0: say. that's really nice advice, and I think as as much as people can tell you that as well, mm. you do need to be reminded sometimes because there's points. In, I don't know dry spells of auditions and oh, things like that. where yeah, you go, yeah. oh, this is this is, yeah. I'm shit at this. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. But no. then you have to just keep, you have to keep reminding yourself, you know what? That's all part of it, and doing yeah. your best is absolutely enough. That's you the are... thing.
1: You are you are absolutely enough. You're gonna get far more no's, and you will get yes. Yeah, hundred. And that's just something that's sounds bad, but that's no reflection of you as a performer or anything. No. You just kind of need to go, okay. Yeah. That's that one, but I'm gonna go on to the next one. That's gonna be that.
0: And I've said this on a um, on a podcast before, so forgive me for the repeating. Not but so it's right. all like um, it's a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, the show is a
1: jigsaw. It puzzle. absolutely is, and it's like whether or not you fit into it this time, or if you fit into it next time. It's yeah. like it's all good. Um, and often when you, I mean, I've very rarely had a bad experience in an audition room. I've had <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but it's always been in a really um friendly environment. environment yeah, yeah, it's very much like we, we want you here. We're glad you've taken the time to come in addition for us yeah. and to look over the material and to be here. And that's another thing I think people need to remember in drama school. One of the things that I took from drama school is and another reason why I think I was so terrified going into my first job was because it's seen as like, the industry is terrifying and everyone's out to get you and if you're not the best you could possibly be then you're not gonna get this job and you're out in the streets and you're <laughs> <laughs> you'll never work again and you're gonna get blacklisted but because you you did some zillion in an audition room like it's. Not like that at all. It's not a Everyone's point. so nice. So Everyone's nice. really, and really the friendly. Big, the
0: big casting director names that people are like, oh my God, that person. Mm. They're all lovely. Yeah. They're all they, so nice. They,
1: honestly, and they, I think that's another reason. Like, they wouldn't be where they are if they weren't nice people. Yeah. Because who wants to work with people that aren't really nice? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's that's one of the big things, is just remembering that, like, at the end of the day, no one wants to see you fail as well. well. Everyone wants to... Everyone wants to to see someone do well in an audition room
0: absolutely and the fact that the fact that you've even got that audition mm. is the first first tick done oh god yeah. you've got like you're in the audition room and that that shows that you're good enough for the job mm. and then after that it's then just then putting the jigsaw together definitely so the audition is a big win getting yeah getting in oh, the absolutely. room is a big big old win. tick big, big old. old tick. <laughs> um and you forget that sometimes but actually no, I always say, as long as I'm getting seen for things...
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That
0: is all that matters to me. Exactly. The, it's that exposure, it's that audition experience. Yeah. And it shows that they saw something in me where they're like, yeah, I could see yeah. this person in the show. Let's just see what it's like and try and fit this jigsaw together. Yeah,
1: let's see where it goes. Let's see where it like, goes. Yeah. And it's almost a good thing, because like even if you don't get one job, it can lead on to being called back for something else. Mm, so it's like... It's all positive. You know I mean? All positive. Positive mindset, positive outlook.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Um, so Ryan, we're on to the final question. The final question. Final
1: question. The final question. Dun, Go
0: dun, on. Dun. So the final question is the name of the podcast. What does theatre mean to you, oh, Ryan Carter
1: Another cracking question. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that's quite difficult to answer though. It is. Um
0: I feel like that's one I should give people. In advance yeah, like a here's a little
1: warning just in case you want to prep your response to this one because yeah. <laughs> No, nah, it's fine. Um, I would say what theater means to me. Um, I Think for theater is freedom. It's probably the best way to put it It can be anything and when you're performing theater you can be anything. And I think that's another reason why people love theater so much is because Coming into it we have like this industry and the people that are in the community that are theater performers are often the most welcoming and friendly folk that you'll ever come by um they're very accepting and I've made so many wonderful friends by doing shows and by being around theater people yeah um and I think that's I think that's the most important thing A theater is connection it's it's asking questions and making people think and exploring different topics that maybe haven't been thought about yet um generally sharing stories or messages or trying to, I don't know, do something good, give something back. And I know yeah. it sounds a bit, it sounds a bit wanky because at the end of the day we are performing on stage, we're all playing dress up, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, um, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of and I think it does a lot of good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what theatre means to me.
0: That is a wonderful answer. Um... So that's everything. Ryan, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. You've been such a lovely guest.
1: Thank you for having me. And thank you for your lovely tea. It was smashing.
0: (laughs) Anytime, mate. We're going to stop the record now and we're going to go for some dinner. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Goodbye. See you later, bro. And that was episode seven. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being on the podcast. Since we recorded this episode, Ryan has booked his next job on the last leg of the UK and Europe tour of the Rocky Horror Show as a swing. He joins the cast from the 19th of September in Aberdeen, has a few dates in the UK before heading off to Barcelona and Milan and Rome and all those other cool places. So I'm very proud of Ryan. He is absolutely doing bits. And he is going to be big, so keep your eyes peeled. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting. This has been a Dugan production. And thank you all again for listening. Um, I couldn't do this without listeners, so, yeah, it really means a lot that you enjoy it. So, yeah, I will see you again next week. Take care.